Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another packed. Hey, this is a jam-packed triple shot NXT UK episode of Back to the Ring. Um, I, of course, am the one, the only Dr. B.O.B. Yes, that's me, along with uh, Blowout Man. How are you today, Blowout Man? Oh, I'm doing good. What's up, Warriors? Aloha. Thank you. Aloha Abakea means uh, aloha good afternoon, like good lunch. Oh, good. Nice. Well, it's evening here, afternoon there in the uh, beautiful, beautiful state of Hawaii. Oh, um, uh, evening is ahi-ahi. Ahi-ahi? Mm-hmm. Ahi-ahi is good. Aloha ahi-ahi means uh, aloha good evening. And then when it's really late, like you're about to go to sleep, it's aloha pow. Aloha pow. Ah, yes, yeah, because when you finish when you finish your work in Hawaii, yeah. uh, when work is done, it means pow. Okay, nice. Nice. So at the end of the day, you're done, you're pow. Getting a little uh, a little language in native Hawaiian here from the blog. I, I know. We're, I'm trying to learn. Uh, Auntie Lay outside. She's so nice. She's teaching me like a phrase. Like every couple of days, I'm learning a phrase. Nice. Good. Good for you, man. Yeah. It's. Yes. Uh, it's. It, you pick up on some of that stuff quick. I know we were only there for two weeks, but uh, by the end of it, it was uh, aloha, mahalo to mahalo to everything. Anytime somebody's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, does anything for you, it's like, mahalo, mahalo. Thank you um that's that's the one that i always uh forget to say when i walk away i usually just say thank you yeah <laughs> i forget to say the mahalo but i'm getting every all the other language uh down pretty good um what an awesome week we had uh as triple shot of nxt uk yep and also uh, if you wanted to we could try to do a little starcade 83 well i wanted to hold off on starcade 83 we're going to do that on tuesday okay so yeah, we we're could... leaving the summer sessions and getting back to business. Yes, yes. Well, that will be the last of the, uh, well, yeah, the last of the summer sessions, quote unquote, since we are technically in late summer still. It's not, yes. uh, it's not officially fall yet, but it's getting there. Right. Um, again, it's everyone. It's in the air. Yes, I want to, uh, I want to apologize to everybody about the delay in getting this episode out, um, as you know, blowout man, my uh, my cat that I'd had for 16 years died uh, two weeks ago, and then um, yeah, it was the week, and then yeah, about two weeks ago, and then uh, so that kind of took me out of commission for about a week, just you know, mourning, and then by uh, right. uh, and then of course it was my wife's birthday, and then uh, we had our anniversary, and so. Uh, you know, I just was trying to, I, you know, I wanted to spend time and do all of that stuff and just really wasn't focused on the show. And, um, yeah, so now, but now we're back, back and better than ever, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because I've been, um, on Facebook, you know, I get the uh, memories every day of what's been going on. And four years ago today, we actually, uh, were in, um, Kauai. We had, uh, hiked up to the old club med grounds and we're uh overlooking uh, hanalei bay um so that was uh this is a nice memory although every, every time the hawaii pictures come up all i want to do is go back so <laughs> well it's it's welcoming you it is the it, islands the islands welcome you back so oh, yeah. every time you you get a little bit of extra funds and you have a couple of months to plan ahead then it's fun. You could take Hawaiian Airlines all the way down, and the airport is right next to us, right here in Hilo. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, um, that's really about it. How have your How have your weeks been? Any Any uh, new news from the uh, blowout camp? Oh my goodness! 
such a great week. I'm glad I was able to uh, get all my shows up. Yeah. Um, the, the first and second episode of the blow off that I hadn't had a chance to get up finally came out. And so they're up right now, Warriors. If you wanted to check out the new blow off episodes, um, it's, uh, we've had three weeks to adjust after after what was an, um, a, an awesome, <laughs> awesome birthday that I had during SummerSlam. Yeah. And then uh, after that, we we had just a grueling, grueling matchup here with uh, with uh, Ilya Dragunov. Mm-hmm. And a new NXT champion, and then we have some nice um, defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Some title defenses right here coming up pretty soon in a little bit. Really awesome work. Oh yeah, it was nice to help. This whole last week, from SmackDown through Raw, NXT, and AEW, which I'm, I'm yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not an AEW fan, but this last episode was pretty damn good. So it's been it's been a good week for wrestling. But uh, let's go ahead and we'll jump in and uh, get into this NXT UK here. Uh, we're going back. We're going to do the, the, the past the last three episodes. So the first one is NXT UK from September 2nd, 2021. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm still writing 2020 on stuff. Still no way. Over halfway through the year and I haven't adjusted. It's probably because of the whole pandemic thing just hasn't gone away. And my mind just doesn't want to accept that it's been, you know, 18 months or whatnot. Um, it was it was easy for me to remember the 2021 because Drew McIntyre and 2021 destroyed 2020 in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yes. In New Year's. So, um so yeah, we'll get uh, we're gonna get into this. Uh, let's see, NXT UK from September second starts off with uh, Blair Davenport versus Nina Samuels, which is a heel versus heel match. I don't usually particularly like those, but this one didn't even get started because Davenport attacks Nina Samuels before the bell and continues to attack her. Then Sid Scala comes in and Davenport attacks Sid Scala. So um, of course we're gonna get the uh, the fallout from that a little later, but um, so there's that t- gets taken care of. Then they do a promo from Jenny where she starts talking about how she's still, still the the woman standing because Eva Valkyrie apparently had a um, uh, injury during their last woman uh, or uh, I guess their uh, their no no count. Uh, sorry, I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> they're no, oh, disqual- right. they're no disqualification match. Um, wow. So they go to a break. Uh, Symbiosis cuts a uh, promo on their six-man tag, which happens on the next episode. Um, and then uh, we the next match is uh, Dan Mahoney and Andy Wilde versus Stars and Mastiff. Um, the let's see what I write. Uh, good quick tags by Stars and Mastiff. Um, Stars, of course, goes down. Mastiff gets the hot tag. It's a great comeback. Um, I didn't really like their finisher. It was uh, they doing it where they hangs him up on the tree of woe, and he gets kind of a flying headbutt from Stars, and then Dast- Mastiff does that big um, uh, kind of cannonball that into the void that he does. Um, it's it's a little clunky. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Flow. I, I seen a I seen a clunky uh, 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 cannonball this week. Where was it? Oh yeah, I think it was Bama Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Bama Dave. It gave me a a real clunky cannonball in the <laughs> corner this week. 
Now, of course, he's talking about the uh, LWF. We uh, had a uh, ha- had the big fast lane pay per view <laughs> for the main roster, but I snuck in a uh, LWF match, a tag match in there, and uh, so. But it was a good match. It was a good match. You can't say they didn't earn that win. Um, I can't. I, I I'm still feeling the effects of it right now. My my biceps, my chest are killing me. <laughs> but um. But no, the 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 stars massive. It was a decent squash match. You know, it wasn't anything to write home about, but it certainly wasn't um, like bad in any. There was nothing offensive about it. There was nothing that I was like, oh no, get this off of my screen. So um, I'm, you know, I was happy with that. Let's see what was next. Oh, pretty deadly are doing their TikTok video, and then they get confronted by Gallus, and Gallus shoves poor Lu- poor Lewis Howley down the uh, fountain. And Stoker is telling him, come to me, come to me, come to me, Howley. Come to come me, to Lewis. Me, Howley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I like the baby faces attacking the uh, the heels pretty much unprovoked. I mean, it's not like Pretty Deadly were just like it been in their ear or in their face the whole time. They just kind of came up to him and pushed him down. It kind of I makes had the... something. I had something I wanted to ask you about all this when I when you saw this. Yes. Were you thinking, were you thinking, oh no, you know, this, this might have their number right here. It looks like these two, uh, heels, Gallows, they might, they might have pretty daddy's number right here and kind of made them look a little, you know, buffoonish. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah, they did. Um, Gallus is tough, man. They're, um, those, those three guys are all top guys. So I don't, um. You know, when they decided that they wanted to go after Pretty Deadly again, I knew it was good. It was going to be at least a good match, and uh, I was hoping there wouldn't be a title change. Of course, we'll get to all of that later. Um, right, right, right. We'll be that. We'll be there in a second, please. Um, then we got um, Amel versus Amelia McKenzie. Um, in this match, um, Amelia McKenzie's got good grappling. Everything she does is really crisp you know what i mean like it 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 looks smooth uh she she sells really good it was a good competitive match and amelia ends up winning with the roll-up um i liked her work she has very little wasted motion and a ton of potential i loved this match i loved seeing her work in the ring um against somebody other than because i've only seen her work i think she's worked like two matches other than this one that I can remember, so uh, it was it was really good. Um, she is a definitely a bright point in that women's division right now. Um, we have we yeah we have nothing but uh, excellent marks to say about the 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 training for these for these young competitors that are coming out for NXT and for all the uh, NXT UK division. Oh yeah, these, uh, especially in a little while when we get to the other match with um, Supernova. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so we got those guys. Those guys, you can't get them off each other. Then we get uh, uh, Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith walking in the hot locker room, where um, Saxon Huxley is already in there, and uh, turns out that he they're going to be his partners for the six man tag against Symbiosis, which is on the next episode we're going to cover. We get a uh, package on the uh, Gradwell and Wolfgang Heritage, Heritage Cup package. Or the Heritage Cup match coming up. And then we get um, another, the last, or the second to last of the first round matches in the Heritage Cup number one contenders tournament. 
and Nathan Frazier versus uh, Teoman. Um, I was kind of excited for this match because I like Teoman a lot. Nathan Frazier is growing on me. Uh, Teoman, in the first round, Teoman works the arm for pretty much the whole round where Frazier gets a little bit of a flurry and a comeback. Uh, second round, uh, Teoman wins, uh, but this one had a good, um, a good fighting style to it. You know what I mean? Like if this one felt, felt more like a fight and, uh, Raja ends up sacrificing himself on a dive, which leads to Teoman getting the advantage and getting the, uh, the, the, the first fall of the match. Um, in the third round, Teoman starts off healing really well, but then starts toying with Frazier and it backfires. Uh, but Teoman ends up getting saved by the bell. So in the fourth round, uh, Teoman keeps going back to the arm. And I like this. He, you know, he worked the arm in the first round and he kept going back to it throughout the match. Anytime there was a slowdown or he got, you know, he, he wasn't in the middle of a flurry or something of offense. He would go back to work in that arm. Um, but then, uh, but then he gets hit with a missile drop kick to the back and Fraser does this wonderful, like snap power slam, you know, kind of the, the thing that gold dust does when the guy comes off the rope and he oh, like a Randy up. Orton. Yeah. Yeah. A Randy power Orton. Slam? Yeah. Right. He does that power slam, but then he immediately works it into a small package. Like he, Oh, sweet. Works the power slam into a small package and gets the uh, gets the second fall. So God, um, their chests are beat red. Yeah. Um, so in the uh, then in the fifth round, uh, there's some really good catch wrestling and reversals, like a lot of it. Uh, Raja causes causes a distraction, which uh, gets Tamon to win with uh, um, a flipping DDT. Uh, I've never seen anything like this, or if I have, it uh, I didn't it didn't register, but it looks dangerous. I don't because um, Frazier kind of just lands on his head, but I gotta assume that it's at least somewhat safer. They wouldn't let him do it, but it overall was a it was a good match. I think uh, Teoman winning was the right was the right call because he's he's got more momentum than Fraser does, and Fraser's still pretty green, so he he's still got a lot to learn. What did you think? Well, that word green, does it does it mean like less than five years or 10 years or where are we at? Because I don't yeah. think that there's a uh, I don't think that green is necessarily a 10 year thing. I don't think I because I think guys can you can go you can be green your entire career. I think green is more of a state of mind, more of a how you work in the ring, how smoothly you can work with somebody else, how well you can get from one thing to another without making it look clunky or yes uh, exactly you see what i'm saying like it is i mean it part of it is experience because you do get the you know the more you're in the ring with other people the more if if you're learning and you're paying attention you're listening to the people around you and, and the veterans and whatnot you'll the the faster you'll pick up on some things but there's just some people who just never really get it um i would throw out a guy like jake hager jake hager has been in the wrestling, in and out of the wrestling business for years and years and years on both WWE now in AEW, and he was in Lucha Underground. He was in Impact for a while, but uh, he's just he never he he's never gotten smooth. He's never looked 
like a uh, a top tier professional wrestler. He's always it's always been clunky. He's always seems a little lost in the ring sometimes. And so you can be green, you can be eternally green. I mean, like I said, like you know, they say professional wrestling is not for everyone. Not everyone's going to be good at it. Very few are going to be great at it. And uh, that's right. just the, that's just the 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 simple truth, you know. And and I guess a lot of people don't want to accept that, but it is. Some people just aren't good, and uh, you know. But the world needs jobbers too, and the world needs mid card guys. And you know, everybody can't be at the top because if everybody was at the top, it wouldn't be the top anymore. Um, anyway, enough of that rant. There. <laughs> that was a good rant. The only thing that I wanted to add to that is if. The undefeated Jake Hagar in the future wants to go one-on-one with the blowout, man. I'm always ready. There we go. Blowout man's Thank ready you. for you, Jake Hager. Right. So uh, that was the NXT UK from September 2nd. Now moving ahead to NXT from September 9th. 2021 um starts off with the kind of a uh uh this they billboard what's going to be on the show a little bit um talking about the dragon off walter match and then they go right in to the wolfgang and sam gradwell heritage cup tournament match of course gradwell does a promo on the way to the ring as he always does gradwell's promos are good uh i enjoy him i really like his work but um well, I'll get to it here in a second. Uh, Gradwell uh, works his shoulders uh, towards the end of the first round. Uh, in the second round, he continues to work the shoulders, but Wolfgang gets a comeback. Third round, Gradwell gets a pin when his, uh, um, his knee brace hits Wolfgang's shoulder and uh, causes Wolfgang to uh, um, go down. Uh, the, both of the guys by the fourth round are really selling the damage that they've been through, and Wolfgang gets a pin. Uh, in the fifth round, Wolfgang hits a big spear and gets a pin and gets the win. Um, I just I feel like this. I like both of these guys, and I feel and I've seen them wrestle each other before, but I don't think the Heritage Cup um, rules and match setup work for these two as well as some of the other people. Um, I, I think it, uh, because they're both kind of momentum-based guys. Right. To, it cuts their momentum because yeah. of the time limit. Yeah. The time limit cuts the momentum, so it causes the match to not flow as well as it would if there wasn't a time limit. Um, so, I, so I just think that their styles don't work for this particular type of match. Um but you know it wasn't it wasn't awful like i said they can't you know i'm gonna sit here and, and shit all over it because it was you no know, way no it way it's still everything good. nxt uk all of this action is all of the best of the best and the top um nxt competitors these 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 uh these people are out here doing just unspeak unspeak un like unfathomable things yes that, that we can't do yes you know and yes. then they're coming out with a new wrestler his name's uh christian something wrote it down oh charlie dempsey yes yeah yeah yeah. we'll we'll get into that in a bit because i've got i've got a a couple of notes about him um yes thank you bob uh uh, then we get sid scala who announces that blair davenport has been suspended for attacking him um 
then we get. I wanted to say this about Sid Scala getting attacked by yeah. uh, this Davenport. When he told the camera that there was going to be uh, repercussions for this Davenport, yeah. I thought to myself, I thought Mil William Regal, Master Regal, should have told Sid Scala that getting a uh, power bomb by a female on NXT UK is unacceptable. <laughs> well, I mean, Re but Regal is the NXT general manager. We, oh, I apologize. There you go. The, um, the Johnny Saint is the NXT UK general manager, but we don't see him a whole lot. Uh, okay. I think he's more of a behind-the-scenes guy. Uh, he used to be a big... He was, he was a huge wrestler in in britain but um we we don't see him a whole lot occasionally but um so then we get uh after he announces that davenport's been suspended we get uh, a little package on the uh, noem dar and kenny williams heritage cup match which is going to be the this most recent episode um of course noem dar and kenny williams both heels are talking about um how noem as actually the one who broke kenny williams into the business and uh, so they've known each other for a long time, and so it's it's it, it 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 actually had a pretty good story to what to expect from those two. Um, it's announced that the uh, pretty deadly and Gallus tag title match will be in the next episode, so we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. Um, then we go to the six man: uh, Saxon Huxley, Oliver or Ashton Carter and Oliver Smith versus Symbiosis, which is uh, Eddie Dennis, T-Bone, and uh, uh, Primate. Um, better luck next time. Better luck next time. You can count yeah. on Huxley. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Smith gets worked over for a while after back and forth, gets a tag, but then immediately Carter goes down and gets worked over. Saxon ends up getting the hot, getting the hot tag and kind of wrecks everybody for a while, but it all ends up breaking down and Carter gets the pin. The baby faces win. This was, I'm not a huge man of, of six man tags or trios matches or whatever we want to call them. Um, this was okay. You know, it wasn't, I don't, I, I don't think it was great, but, uh, it certainly wasn't, wasn't bad. I like when Saxon Huxley runs into the ring, kind of a blowout Ultimate Warrior style, and mm -hmm. hits crisscross by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a big, well, you know I'm a big fan of Saxon Huxley, especially having seen his his development over the past, uh, you know, what, four years in NXT UK? Because he was there from the very beginning, pretty much. That's so cool that he's been there that long. Yeah. He has that spirit. He has that spirit about him. He, If you watch him... It's like you can get the whole show. Oh yeah, he was originally like the wild man, Saxon Huxley, and he had like, oh really, uh, um, like uh, I think it was like a tiger print, uh, paint or uh, trunks and stuff. But uh, since he's kind of turned and started to become more of this like uh, Bruiser Brody type of character, it's really like I think it fits. It fits his look fantastic, and it um it it. It's a lot more believable character. The wild man thing was a little too. It didn't. It didn't make much sense because the guy's very smart and intellectual, but it, I, I don't know exactly how to put it. It just wasn't a good fit, and I don't think it was a good fit for WWE, honestly. 
Um, anyway, oh, it's so it's so cool that he was uh, smart enough, brilliant to be able to put the brown boots and the, and the brown bottoms on. That was mm-hmm. brilliant. So um, then we get a T, uh, Stevie Turner promo, which is um, interrupted by um, Amelia McKenzie, and so th- they're going to have a match. Um, we get a pretty deadly promo on um, their match, which is on the next episode. Side play check. Side play check. Side play check. And then um, I, I then, do that now with my belt. <laughs> then they, uh, you should get some of the uh, the. I don't even know if they have them, but the warrior side plates to stick in the uh, the the sides of your your championship belt there. I, I wanted to real bad. I seen them online. They're selling for one seventy five on eBay. Yeah, well, that's not too bad. And so, how much so are that, they that at would, the? Uh, how much are they on the uh, um, the WWE shop? I think two fifty. Oh yeah. And it comes with a box though. Yeah, I got the yeah when I the, my Intercontinental Championship, I got it on sale. One of those like sixty percent off sales that they have every once in a while on championships because i was like there's no way that's really that's um that's the only way you have to be able to get your title belt nowadays i waited for mine to be go 30 percent yeah and then we got it yeah they're ridiculously priced i mean they're they're super high quality don't get me wrong like even the one i have which isn't even a straight replica it's the uh, um the one that's plastic not the metal but it's a you know it's a thick heavy plastic and the uh, right. the, the belt is still that all that hand worked uh, leather, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's yes it's I, I I did leather I did leather we all did leather in arts and crafts in uh in middle school and so I could see all the work on the edges mm-hmm. that has to be done each one has to be hit with the with the with the little stamp yep. to go all right around it. So yeah, it's a it, there it's a beautiful belt and you know you everywhere you go with it you're gonna get compliments on it. So anyway, um, so then the, we well, get. I, I'm sorry, Bob. One last thing, Doctor Bob, about the title belt. Yes, just, it's irking me so much. We have to. It's so important that we get this out on the show this week. Okay. Everybody needs to know this. All the warriors need to realize something happened to the title belts on on WWE recently. Mm-hmm. The the backs of them went from buttons. Yep. To Velcro straps. Yep. I know. Just recently. Mm-hmm. And it started with it started with the universal title with Roman Reigns. I noticed him coming out with his strap a long time ago. Yep. And I was like, I have the problem with my title belt where all the backs of the buttons have been pulled off because I wore it so much when I was in South Los Angeles getting ready to come out here to Hawaii. Yeah. And um, so I'm I don't know how I'm gonna be able to replace them or not, but the Velcro straps an option. But the only the only thing is is um. On on NXT UK, yes, the pretty deadly title belts have the buttons. Yep. Yeah, we'll see it. It, but it, you got to be careful about that because sometimes they'll be they'll look like buttons because they'll have the little button caps on the back of the belt. But then when they right. take them off, it's actually Velcro holding it on. Um, I noticed that a while ago when it started happening. And for me, being a purist, I didn't like it. I'm still kind of, eh, because I like, no. I, I like the buttons. It's supposed to be a championship belt. It should have buttons. on. I understand the Velcro makes it easier, you know, so on and so forth. But it's, it, it, they should, it should be buttons. <laughs> no, it has to be buttons because everybody wants to have that moment when the ref buttons mm-hmm. it on your back. Yep. After you've won the championship, you have to have him strap it on. Mm-hmm. 
And if he's just wrapping up the little Velcro on it, it's not the then, same. You know, it's not exactly the same as it was when um, Shawn Michaels, the HBK Heartbreak Kid, won the title belt from mm-hmm. Brett the Hitman Hart, and they were trying to get the belt on. Remember, the button wouldn't go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. So um, we uh, well, if and now if your buttons are worn out on your tag title belt, if you go to um, I forget where I got the ones that I got. Uh, if you go to like uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, they usually have a section that actually has like large uh, strips of Velcro that ha- that are sticky on one side. You you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Or it's like the two pieces of Velcro, but they both have I'm sticky thinking, stuff I'm on thinking the outside. That I, I'm thinking that I'll go ahead and I'm thinking I'll go ahead and do it because I want to be able to wear the title again. Yeah. So it's either it's it's the option is it's either that or I just get myself another one. Mm. That's pricey. That's pricey to replace something like that. Right. So yeah, because you'd have to. Sentimental value. I, I did all the YouTube's with this. I did all the blogs yeah. with this one. I did all the tweets with, with with this one. I came from South LA with this one. This this is the Ohana Championship belt. Yeah, this well, one right here. I so mean, it's, this it's, is the one that's got to get fixed. It's your belt, man. It's your belt. I understand. Right. Maybe if you oh, found. No, uh, Maybe Vince if you McMahon found the championship. Well, yeah, but Vince doesn't like that. Uh, doesn't like that term belt, but that's what it is. Um, you know, Kenny Omega on AEW says he's the belt collector. I'm wondering if that phrase irks Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon doesn't really watch AEW. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you could also find a leather worker now. If you could find somebody you do who knew who do who did who does leather work, you might be able to get the buttons replaced. Too, I'm snap. gonna do whatever it takes to get those buttons replaced. It's so but, important. So, um, speaking of titles, uh, we have a new NXT UK champion. Ilya Dragunov, of course, uh, defeated uh, Walter at uh, Takeover NXT Takeover 36. And uh, at the end of this, uh, during this program, they rebroadcast the Walter Dragunov match with Ilya kind of on commentary. Now, I'm not going to go, we've already reviewed this match once, I'm not going to go in and review it again, because I've said all that there is can be said. It's match of the year, in my opinion. It's one of the best wrestling matches probably of the past 15 years, really. I mean, it's got to be up there as far as just great in-ring work, uh, selling psychology throughout the match, so on and so forth. The interesting thing about this, Dr. Bob, was the reactions from the other superstars. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, because during during the, the interview when he was talking, uh, then they would switch over to, uh, like, Finn. Really? I might and have Finn to was watching it, and he's, he's got this, like, stare, and it's at the end of the match, and he's just holding his stare, and he's not even talking. He's just like, this is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, anybody who really loves professional wrestling – I, I has to love that match. Um, I, I want to be a gatekeeper and say, if you don't like the match, you don't like professional wrestling because that's not for me to say. I just, I don't understand how you could call yourself a professional wrestling fan and not at least be entertained by that match. Um, but like I said, I didn't watch it. I was, I was running short on time today too, because uh, um, I did these last two episodes today. So I was running short on time, and I was like, okay, well, I don't need to rewatch this match. I've watched 30 times already. So I will, well, I will go back feel, and rewatch don't it. Feel out of the, don't feel out of, uh, of the ship, uh, Dr. Bob, either, because we were so busy over here uh, 
as well in Hawaii, getting uh, Ohana going, and I've been working my arms all week long. Yeah, I got new resistant bands, oh, and nice. I, I was watching. Um, I was watching. Uh, uh, uh Thor. I can't oh, remember his name. Ragnarok. Chris. Chris. My um, love my life. What's, no. what's Thor's name? I love my life. Christian. Um. Chris. It's Chris, no, not Chris Helms, Evans. Helmsworth. Helmsworth. Yeah, Chris Helmsworth. Okay, and I saw his Instagram. And they were showing his bicep workout, and the 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 trainer he had wrapped around this like automatic uh, compression band that goes around the top of the bicep, and it yeah. it, it pumps air into it, yeah. kind of like your uh, you know your your thing that checks your pulse, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then it, it just squeezes all of his bicep as hard as he can, and all he's lifting up is like Doctor Buff is like tens. Yeah. And he's doing them ten times, but because that band is on there so tight. It's like just squeezing the heck out of his arms. Oh, so it's creating extra acid. Yeah, yeah, I see that. That's crazy. I've been doing that. I've been doing that lately. In just a couple days, a lot could happen in a week. Yeah. So um, that's crazy, man. Um, So after that, after that, we move on to the most recent episode. This was yesterday's episode, September sixteenth. this was a really good episode. <laughs> this was a jam-packed episode. I just finished watching this a second ago, and I I'm gonna re rewatch it again with you right now. It's awesome because there's, there's there, so much spots you can watch these guys wrestle all day. Oh yeah, there is so much good. There is so much going on in this episode. It's ridiculous. Um, so first we get the Noam Dar Kenny Williams Heritage Cup tournament match. Um, the first round is pretty much all them just kind of feeling each other out and not wanting to be the first person to make a mistake until right when the bell rings and they both pop each other in the face right after the bell rings because they're both heels, you know. Um, and the second round, uh, Williams uh, gets ends up getting the first fall by selling his knee and then rolling, well, not selling it, but, you know, acting like his knee's injured and then rolling up uh, Noam Dar and using the tights for leverage. Uh, the third in the third round, we get uh, the the Dar stomp, which is his version of the uh, walk in the park or the Garvin stomp. Um, I, nice. I wrote down that this this match is a lot like looks like brothers fighting. I don't know how to put it any better than that. Like there's one point where Dar gets a, like a big move on Kenny, and then. Kenny like sits up and just has this like defeated look on his face and just kind of punches Noam Dar in the in the arm. You know what I mean? Like you asshole. You, yeah. You know what uh, I mean? I like, saw I saw them having that chemistry and you could hear it from uh, from uh, Nigel's mm-hmm. Guinness and he's saying these uh, former friends turn brutal enemies. Mm-hmm. And then when I uh, when I first was introduced to uh, Rev Pro a long long time ago when I was young my my yeah. cousin Albert Caraballo and myself we um, we were huge wrestling fans at the time yeah and uh, what's it call it when uh, when I when I was walking through uh, Frankenstein's it's it's a card collectibles yeah um, warehouse where they sell everything from all old uh, McDonald's toys or any Hot Wheels or uh, uh, Barbie dolls or I whatever, or anything yeah, yeah. that's cards and collectibles, too. Yeah, so yeah. it's called Frankensons. Yeah. And they had Rev Pro doing shows there in the back with the wrestling ring also. So you could, then they had a wrestling booth. Nice. And you could meet the wrestlers. Sweet. And behind the, re, behind the booth were two guys that were part of the wrestling league. 
Yeah. And uh, they weren't even uh, doing a show. <laughs> they were just standing next to each other. Yeah. Freaking slap, slapping each other. <laughs> like, like, like that. Yeah. And then, and then because they were doing that, people were watching like, what the heck are these guys up to? And the guy that was there running the booth was like, I just can't keep these guys off each other. <laughs> so, so it was funny. That's the type of atmosphere I have with, uh, with Supernova, Noam Dar. Yeah. And his partner right here. It seems like they're in the back doing this all the time yeah yeah i can i I can see that i can definitely (laughs) see that they're in the back doing moves on you and you don't even see them happening they're in the back (laughs) giving you the back kick on the leg and punching you in the back of the head (laughs) and then he's kenny williams has his fingers crossed we hadn't had a chance to discuss all this yeah um so we got uh so yeah they're uh, they're fighting uh, the thir- the third round was a really good round. That was uh, probably one of the best rounds as far as the wrestling goes in this uh, uh, in this match. On uh, the fourth round, uh, it's is basically who can cheat the best round. I-, I don't know how to put it any better than that. But we end up with uh, Dar grabs the uh, metal water bottle that uh, Kenny Williams used in the first round match to right. uh, gives it to Kenny Williams. Yeah. He waits for the ref's back to be turned and then throws it at Kenny Williams and acts like he got hit with it, a la Eddie Guerrero. Um, I, I almost thought he was going to use it as a weapon at first, yeah, but then I, I thought, well, that would that wouldn't work. So then he gives it to... So, um, yeah, he does that, and then he gets the knee bar on uh, um, on Kenny Williams, and Kenny Williams taps, so uh, Dar ends uh, wanted, up with the first fall. I wanted him fall. to let go so bad. It looked like he was holding on to that real good. He wanted him to fill it. Oh, yeah. Um, so then uh, in the fifth round, uh, Kenny Williams starts getting a, a a little overconfident, and at one point is outside of the ring, goes to climb back in the ring, and Shaw Samuels has been under the ring the whole time. Love and it. Grabs his leg so that Dar can get a um, so that Dar can get a big move in and get his uh, get the get the final uh, pinfall and win the match. Um, if I was Bobby the Brain Heenan right now, I'd be like, "But from where?" <laughs> so yeah, this was a great heel versus heel match. This is actually what more I think more heel versus heel matches should look like because heels cheat so why wouldn't they be cheating to beat each other you know um a little a little interview real quick with uh cm punk this week yeah. he did an interview on on the internet he said that some guys that are in there they they telegraph out loud their their spots too loud yeah and he says that him and ray mysterio jr two yeah. pros can do the entire match probably without telling each other one word yep yep as opposed to, um, as opposed to a wrestler like John Cena, who calls his spots all the way to the kid that's at the top of the bleak, of the, of the stadium. Hey, hey, leave John Cena alone. I love John Cena. John Cena oh, I, is I have great. A bone. I'm just, I'm just like Finn Balor. I have a bone to pick with Cena. <laughs> but, a legitimate um, one too. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one that should be told. I've told the story before. I was an umpire and I had to uh, work uh, uh, my my sister's. Uh, games to be able to make money. Yeah. And Rev Pro with John Cena as the prototype were coming to Lop went to high school to do a show yeah. in our gym. And I paid for front row seats at, at fifteen dollars a piece for three tickets for myself, my my uncle Ed, Eddie mm-hmm. and um my cousin Albert. Yeah. And so when John Cena showed up, he saw that the front rows weren't all filled up with people. 
So he allowed the people that were sitting up in the in the in the bleachers to yeah. come sit down in the seats in the front. Oh. So I, at first I was thinking like we're going to be having this whole show to ourselves. My cousin and I were, we're going to just enjoy this show by ourselves. And next thing you know, we're all crammed with the what are they called? The the normal people. <laughs> the ham and eggers. Yes, the ham and eggers. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I was sitting there with with all the um, the normal people, and they were there with us. And I was like, "Why, John Cena? Why?" <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, geez, that's too good. Um, so anyway, back to the the Noam Dar match. I would do yes. want to say I would watch them wrestle each other again in a heartbeat. I would love oh, to yeah, see them course. have a straight match. Um, Hell, make them a tag team and put them in the tag team division once. Uh, they need a they did a faction. These guys they need to put them in some sort of faction yeah. together. But um, so yeah, that was a that that was that was a great match. Uh, we go to break, and when we come back from break, Sig Skull is in the ring, and of course he introduces a pre-tape promo of Ilya Dragunov, who just kind of talks about how he's happy and he's champion and whatnot, and it's like I can't wait to find out who's going to be my first challenger. And out comes Nathan Fraser. And he's like, why not me? And then Rampage Brown comes out. And he's like, no, no, no. It should be me. And then A-Kid comes out. And he's like, well, I deserve it. And to prove that, I'll take on either one of you before I take on Dragunov. Basically, like, I'm, I'm not scared of anybody here. I, I deserve, I want this opportunity. So Scala says that... Um, He's like, well, we're going to have a triple threat for the number one contendership. And as soon as he leaves the ring, Rampage Brown uh, kind of does the, the shoulder thing, you know, where he, well, where they he were, walk past somebody. They were somebody. just going to walk out at first. Yeah. They were just going to walk out yeah, and well, just get ready for the match. It was going to be like a gentleman's, a yeah. gentleman's thing. Until Rampage Brown kind of shouldered uh, Fraser as he walked past him to get to the ropes. Fraser it looked took, legit, too. It looked yeah. like he legit shoved him. Fraser, of course, takes offense to that and drags him back into the ring. Next thing you know, there's a brawl. And, of course, the right man, Rampage Brown, is uh, leaves them both laying on the ground as he exits the ring. Um, I, I want Rampage Brown to win the uh, win that because I want to see him versus Dragunov pretty bad. And I think that Fra I don't think Fraser is ready for a uh, opportunity that big. And I kind of would like to hold off on a kid for that a little bit, just because he could be somebody who could actually take the title off of dragon off in the future. When a kid, when a kid first came out, uh, I, I'm really sorry for this. When a kid first came out, I was in, I was into it, right? I'm all into it. I'm getting ready to, we're getting ready to shoot. We're getting ready to record. And I'm thinking, I got to write this down. Who is this fellow? Who is this boy? Uh -huh. Who is this guy? Yeah. What is this dude's name? What is his name? And I didn't. I didn't write his name down. I didn't know his name down. So right now, a kid. Yeah, a kid. Yeah, yes. he's the one who had the match with uh, Jordan Devlin. Remember where they were fighting over the cup of coffee in the uh, the executive suite or whatever? Oh, Maybe. okay. That was long, long time. Yeah, that ago. was, that was like four weeks. Four weeks ago. That was longer than that. That was a couple of months ago. That was, yeah, that was towards the very beginning of your tenure. Yes. Um, so then uh, we get uh, Jenny and Joseph going up the stairs to her locker room, and Isla Dawn is in her dressing room with a, uh, and she's taken lipstick and put a pentagram on the mirror. Ooh, witchy stuff. 
Um, now that now that's now that's uncalled for. <laughs> I remember. I, I like I like mirror spots. A yeah. lot of a lot of uh, analysts. You'll hear this too on the old, old school wrestling review. A lot of the guys. You'll hear a lot of people talk about the old mirror spots that they use for WWE. So mm-hmm. sometimes you got that kind of cook to the left, a little camera angle, and then right through the right through the 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 the, the glass yeah. is uh, the Ultimate Warrior, yep. and Hogan's yeah, 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 looking yeah, 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 yeah. at him, yeah. and he's like, "You see him, man? You see him? Can you see the Warrior?" <laughs> All right, I know it. I get it now. I get you, Warrior. But um, anyway, so Isla Dawn was in the dressing room. So, of course, she's, I guess, Jenny is going to be her next um, target to try and take something from to lose in some de- devious, witchy way. Um, uh, don't not, I'm not exactly sure where all of this is going, though. I have a feeling that the writers might or whoever's come up with it might not either. But we'll see. Let it play <laughs> out. Uh, um <laughs> We get uh, Mustache Mountain in a little interview in the hallway, and uh, Tyler Bates talking about going after the NXT UK Championship and trying to hold on to his Heritage Cup Championship. And Trent Seven like basically just interrupts him and is like, "No, we're going after the tag belts." So seems like there's a little dissension between Mustache Mountain starting to build with Trent Seven being. Uh, um, the centerpiece. Yeah, with Trent Seven wanting to uh, wanting to finally get some gold and kind of starting to be a little, I think he's starting to get a little jealous of Tyler Bate for all of the success that he's had in NXT UK that uh, Trent Seven hasn't had. Um, well, that's inevitable. Yeah. How how in the heck can you have a partner and he just does all these spectacular things and you're there and you're just the face piece, but inevitably. Every character, every man, everybody's mm-hmm. everybody's uh, passion is going to take over, just like Big E and yep. cash in his money in the bank. He wants to be champion so bad, he manifested it. Yep, yep. So um, we get that, and then uh, the then we get the Stevie Turner versus Amila McKenzie match. I didn't write a lot of notes on this match, okay. other than it was freaking fantastic. It was really, really good. Um, of course, Turner is still very green and has, but has a high potential. But I think Amelia McKenzie is ready to go. I mean, she's, uh, uh, she's everything is snug. Like I said, her work is very crisp, which I, I love that word. That's a word people used to use a lot for uh, Bret Hart. That he has his, his movements are crisp. You know what I mean? Right. That's smooth and it, yeah. it just refreshing. It snaps every time he does snaps. something. It snaps. It it it, it looks watch- like it has an impact. I used to watch his uh, his fist punch mm-hmm. to the head, yeah. and not only does he punch really hard and knocks the f and heck out of his opponent, yeah. he brings that fist right back to where it came from, so mm-hmm. he's ready to big uh, give a man another shot. Yep. Um, so Mackenzie, I've worked Mackenzie so good. Uh, she has she has a great spear. She hit she hits uh, uh, Stevie Turner with a spear that would just take her out of her boots. She also has a great snap suplex. That German suplex she hit her with was just fantastic and then uh double knees to the face and gets the win and here's another thing about mckenzie that's that the I'm double like. knee and ending you were talking about yeah that hard hitting double knee to the yeah. face here's here's the thing about mckenzie that i really like she's i've seen like three or four of her matches and i don't think she's won the same way maybe twice out of those four matches so She's obviously understands that you can't like if you're going to build suspense and you people 
if people are going to want to know how are going to want to know if you're going to win a match, you can't win a match with the same move every single time. You've got to be able to mix it up so that the ending comes as a surprise. And I think that that was a, a, a very, I think that's a very good thing that a lot of people could learn uh, from the, uh, in, in, in both WWE and in wrestling in general. Like just because you have a finishing move doesn't mean you always have to win with that particular finishing move. Right. Uh, a good um, analogy for that one was um, after the Ultimate Warrior got hit in the head by Macho Man Randy Savage mm-hmm. with the with the uh, scepter. Yeah. Then, um, whatchamacallit, Sergeant Slaughter was wrestling him, and so he drops an elbow on him and covers him for the three. Mm-hmm. So he actually became Intercontinental Champion off of an elbow drop. Yep. Right. Hmm. So we move on. We get a really good package with Teoman and Wolfgang talking about their Heritage Cup match next week, which I am actually looking forward to because I think Teoman should win it. I think I want Teoman versus uh, Noem, Noem Dar for the number one contendership. I want it to make sure that it's going to be a heel that faces Tyler Bate and possibly dethrones him. <laughs> so okay, um, so you want you want a heel to be. The new, uh, yeah, the new Heritage yeah. Cup champion, yeah, Heritage, I, I, Heritage Cup champion, yeah. I think it, I think it would. I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of young baby faces in, um, in that, that kind of division that I think could really benefit from going up against a, uh, a kind of dominant heel. Uh, so, but we'll see. I've, Tyler Bate might hold on to it because, you know, Tyler Bate. It's Tyler still, Bates it's still kind of early in the year. It's still kind of early in the air. I don't know if they're yeah. quite ready to give them the, the strap, but we'll see if they're going to go with it. Yeah. Uh, so then we get a, uh, a little package on uh, Charlie Dempsey. And, right. I'm right here right now. I'm watching. And this is William Regal's son. Cool. So uh, he's he will be making his debut. He actually, well, it won't be his debut because he already had one match on NXT UK. Um, I think it was last year. It was because me and D Rod were doing back to the ring at the time. And we were just so, we were super impressed with the kid. I mean, he looks like William Regal. He works like an old school British wrestler. Just uh, so much potential. Love the way he got helped Bill Goldberg out in his early career. Big ups to Master Regal, helping uh, one of my favorite wrestlers make it through his hard times when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped him get that six-minute match. He said, if you want a six-minute match, I'm going to give you a six-minute match. <laughs> so um, we get we get the announcement of Charlie Dempsey, which is good. Um, we get uh, – and then they show – we come back from the break, and they show footage of Davenport, who's supposed to be suspended, attacking Turner, Stevie Turner, after the match. Now, here's the thing that surprises me about Davenport is she's attacked all these other heels. She hasn't attacked any baby faces yet. Everybody she's attacked with the exception of Sid Scala have been heels within that division. So I think she's trying to set herself up as the top heel, but uh, we'll see. Um, Anyway. um, She has a lot of head of steam right now rolling into her match. And she's trying to uh, go for that women's championship. Yeah, she does. And uh, the fact that she's supposed to be suspended and she's turning up 
means that there's going to be some sort of uh, um, so she, she's going to have some sort of like uh, probably a no disqualification match or something like that uh, pretty soon, I would imagine, because usually when somebody goes on a rampage and starts just beating people up, that's usually where it's headed. Um, you don't you don't usually see uh, uh, a sports superstar come back when they've been uh, let go or released. Unless you're like a, a Charlotte Flair who just shows up whenever she wants. Well, yeah, because she's Charlotte Flair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get the announcement that the triple threat for the number one contenders uh, match is going to be next week as well. So this is next week's going to be another pack match. That's going to be three long matches, I think, uh, next week. Because if you've got the triple threat, the Heritage Cup match, and I think they announced another match earlier, it's going to be good. So... Um, Moving from that, we go right into the main event. The NXT UK Tag Team Title Match, which sees Gallus, this this time uh, both Mark and Joe Coffey, versus Pretty Deadly, Lewis Halley and Sam Stoker. Um, they, they come out, of course, uh, Gallus comes out first, Pretty Deadly comes out, and immediately, side plate check, just like that. <laughs> side plate check, yes, Side plate boy. check. Um, the match starts pretty deadly are great at the double team. I've, I've just, I've, it's hard for me to really write notes about their matches anymore because they're so good. I just, I just want to watch the match. I don't even want to, you know what I mean? Uh, that's all right. That's why you have your sidekick always ready for, uh, all the action and giving you all the energy right here. The blowout, man. The, uh, um, I wrote that early on, this actually kind of reminded me of like a Midnight Express versus a Legion of Doom-esque match. Because you've got these two guys. Now, Howley and Stoker are still bigger than Bobby and Dennis or Bobby and Stan Lane. But there you've got, but you've got the Gallus boys who are both very large men who do not, um, <clears throat> do not really like to sell very much. So, uh... You kind of have to work around that, and that's kind of you know like the Legion of Doom. You'd have to like really work over uh, Hawk to be able to get him to sell long enough to get a hot tag to Animal. So I think that's hey hey hang on a minute, Doctor Bob. What, what what are you trying to say here? I thought that I thought that the, all that stuff was just Hawk just being able to take all that damage. Well, yeah. That, I mean. Yeah. To be honest with you, those those guys were so damn tough, they probably could. <laughs> I mean, when you get into the backstory of the Road Warriors and you find out that they basically, they were bouncers. And, like, they were bouncers for years before they got into wrestling. So they were fighting every night for real, for real. Yes. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, the they get some heel tactics, which leads to the advantage. Uh, Coffee gets a tag in and gets a big... Uh, Starts a big comeback, but then uh, I forget which one. I think it might have been Sam Stoker distracts the ref, which leads to a uh, a tag, which leads to pretty deadly getting the advantage back. Uh, there are a lot of blind tags in this match, which I like. A lot of, uh, you know, like behind the back or like reaching over somebody when you've got them in the corner so that they don't know that, that you know, you've tagged out. Finally... Uh, after they beat up on Joe Coffey for a while, there's a hot tag. Mark Coffey makes a great comeback. Like, it's just, they feed him super well. Everything he does looks good. Um, he's way more agile than you would expect a guy his size to be. Like, almost kind of ridiculously so. Um, 
there was a uh, there was a great spot where there was a false finish where all four of them were in the ring at the same time. Did you catch that? Where uh, the fall? I saw. I, I was watching Halle right now, and he's uh, trying to uh, he's trying to uh, shake off the the work that uh, they did to his knee, yeah. and they're asking him, "What's he doing in the corner?" And they said, "I think he's dancing." Yeah. Was... Well, what would you call that? So, um, but yeah. So I think if I remember correctly. I just watched this match too, but Joe Coffey's up on like the second turnbuckle, and uh, then Lewis or Sam Stoker pushes Lewis Howley out of the way so that he gets hit by Joe Coffey. So, but he's not the legal man, and uh, I forget exactly how it happens. But anyway, all four of the guys end up in the ring at the same time, and then right after, soon after that. Howley gets put down with something big and kicks out of it, and Nigel goes, Lewis Howley is my hero. I remember that. I remember that when he said that. And he said, come on, Stoker, please save it for me. So um, Sam Stoker saves the match after the uh, um, the over-under. What an awesome save, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, it that was. was that's, that's the closest save that we saw this week. Unfortunately... The blowout man was not able to save his partner, Spuddy Canada, this week, Warriors. Oh, uh, Spud the Stud. Yeah, that was yeah. A, that was a little bit of a heartbreaker there. Oh, but, uh, I was so close. Well, we got um, and then so Stoker saves that match, and then they uh, eventually, you know, they they heal it up and kind of run. They basically run Gallus around outside the ring <laughs> to the point huh. where they're able to deliver the spilt milk and get the win. And uh, of course, they retain their tag tag champ, their tag titles, and all is right with the world. With pretty deadly, still on top. <laughs> oh my goodness! It was an awesome match. I thought for two spots there that we might have a title change. Mm-hmm. I, got I thought it. for two. I thought for two spots there that I don't think. Um, I didn't think Lewis Howley was going to jump up. No, I didn't either. Um, and I, it actually got spoiled for me on Twitter because um, a lot of the, I follow a lot of people that are in NXT UK or follow NXT UK. So uh, I I got on Twitter like about five o'clock yesterday, and I was like, oh shit. Well, it'll still be a good match. <laughs> it's okay, Doctor B O B. Welcome to my world. I'm six hours behind you guys. I have to stay off Twitter pretty much for the whole day if I want to stay away from any of these spoilers and. Any oh, yeah. of these ads or whatever. Oh yeah, I understand. But um, I had I, I turned off my Twitter when I saw last week's Friday uh, SmackDown because yeah. I knew that there was going to be something going on on SmackDown, and I didn't listen to anything until the end of the night. And I saw Biggie cash in, and uh, I still was glued to the oh, yeah. television to make sure it was official until the very end. And I'm like, okay, Biggie's the champion. <laughs> yep, Biggie cashing in. Mm. Of course, last week we saw the. Uh, uh, the demon, the demon king, yes, return. So that was cool. Um, yeah, it's been like I said, it's been a great week for wrestling. Uh, even the AEW was pretty good. Not great, but but pretty good. Um, no, a, a, AEW, AEW's got um, what you call it? A lot of head of steam because yeah, I follow their Monday uh, Elevation show, mm-hmm. and I follow their their Tuesday Dark YouTube show. Yeah, and also Wednesday Dynamite. So then Friday comes around Rampage, and it's like they're already just because of their shows have been on every day consistently throughout the week. Yeah. They just have that like kinetic energy that's built up. So whenever uh, Rampage comes on, it's like 
full bore. I want to see who's the first one to come. I want to see where Matt, my big money Matt Hardy is because he's not going to be wrestling this Friday. He's going to be challenging everybody at his organization at, at I think it's MCW this week in a battle royal. He could possibly come out of there the new heavyweight champion. Oh, I've, I I I'm not a fan of Rampage. Uh, yeah. I watched it. I watched it last week and I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't. I didn't care about any of the matches. Um, I thought it. It just it wasn't. And, and again, I'm probably I'm not going to watch it this week because again, there's not there's none of the matches that are on Rampage this week I really want to see. So I'm not going to go out of my way to watch something I don't really want to see. Does that make sense? Well, when 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 we were younger, going through the Monday Night Wars, and uh, and it was like Nitro and Raw at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just became sort of second nature to kind of go back from both shows at the same yeah. time. So it's just part of like. If you watch the blow off this week, it's hilarious because there's a segment where on Rampage it's just a Scatlander match, mm-hmm. and I and I'm and I say and on 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 SmackDown we're you know we're watching Becky Lynch say whether or not she wants to battle against the EST, and that's kind of more important right now than watching the three new ladies that are at Rampage. So it's funny I go to Rampage and I say, oh my gosh. It's Chris Jericho, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, and it's a Scatlander match. Yeah. Let's go back to SmackDown. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I I enjoyed that Becky segment a lot. I'm really happy with the way they're turning her heel, and I think it's working, actually, because she's getting booed, and Bianca is over as a huge baby face. So I think what they're doing with Becky Lynch is really working. And if she wants to be a heel and put over some young baby faces and, and get them, you know, some more experience and give them a bit of a rub by working with her, I'm all for it. Plus, Those are the perks. Those are the perks you get when plus, you're the champion. You could you could also give somebody the rub, too. I w- and I want to say this. I want to go on record as saying this because I said this a while ago, and I still think it could happen. Becky and Seth versus Edge and Beth at Survivor Series. Yeah. Yes, title for titles. Yeah. I think um I think well, I don't think titles we even have to enter into it. I I think they can work a program where Becky and Seth are the heel obnoxious couple and uh cuz you know the, it didn't work the first time with them as a couple because they were both baby faces and it just, it didn't, it fell flat. But I think with them as heels and of course, everybody loves edge and Beth and uh, you know, you can work the whole edge injury and Beth not wanting him to come back, but him saying he's got unfinished stuff, unfinished business with, um, with Rollins. And then Becky, you know, comes in and starts telling, telling Beth like, yeah, you need to you need to get on your man. You need to tell him to stay home because uh you know, my my man's going to going to destroy him and Beth getting pissed off and maybe Becky and Beth have a have a scrap in the middle of the ring and then you know, it ends up they end up working it into well, well fine, we're going to have a uh, uh a mixed a mixed pairs match at a, a mixed tag match at Survivor Series, and maybe um, Edge wins, and then him and Beth get to celebrate a win together, and Edge gets to ride off into the sunset. 
you know, having had his last match be a victory with his wife, and that's it. That's all he does. I think they, I think they should do that. Uh, I don't know. Do they do? They still do the intergender match still. They'll do a mixed tag match where if the yeah uh, where you where you you have to leave the ring yeah. after the, the they made the tag. So if yeah. they if they if they wanted to then, but you'd have to have. You'd have to have Beth Phoenix agree to go back to wrestling for a little bit, right? Yeah, or just for yeah, one match. I mean, just for one match, you know. Right. I mean, she could do she could do one match. I'm sure she could. Like you, I mean, she's. I'm sure she's still. She's probably in better ring shape than than half the girls in the NX, in NXT right now. I mean, she's. You know, she's a health nut and she keeps herself in good shape. And of course, uh, you know, Edge has said he doesn't. He doesn't know how much longer he even wants to. He, he's going to wrestle anymore just because like, you know, every time he steps into that ring, it's a potential, uh, you know, uh, career, not career ending, but, you know, uh, life altering. Like if he, you know, if something goes wrong, God forbid, knock on wood, he could end up, you know, with paralysis or serious, even more serious nerve damage than he already has. So I think, uh, you know, he, he's got to be thinking about that. Well, I think when Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, had nerve damage by uh, the Rocket, Owen Hart, yep. uh, I, they just removed a couple of movesets. Yeah. They removed a couple of movesets. He wasn't allowed to get into the, the pile driver no more. That's when they, uh, that's when they outlawed the pile driver. Well, yes. didn't, didn't they get rid of the pile driver very shortly after that? Because uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure if they allowed it, outlawed it completely. Because I, I don't know if they still would do the pile driver. Does anybody still do the pile driver? Well, they do it in AEW. Um, I know. Uh, I think they they do it in the NWA. They don't do it in the, anywhere in the WWE because they're not allowed. Wow. To. It's yeah. That's, it's a, it's an crazy. outlawed. It's a banned move. Um, the only pile driver you can do is a tombstone pile driver, and I think. Only the Undertaker was allowed to do that, so um, which is kind of weird because some of the stuff that they do, especially some of the like super high flying stuff or the dives and stuff, is actually a lot more dangerous than a well executed pile driver. If you know what you're doing, it's the the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, a well a well executed pile driver mostly could the guy that leans back. Yeah, is gonna be you know hold you up. Yeah. And of course, you you tuck your head. So that's the thing with the the whole thing with the Owen and Austin thing is Owen was doing a type of pile driver that Owen didn't usually do, and oh, Austin no. thought he was doing a different type of pile driver. So Austin oh, no. tucked his head differently than he yes. would if he had known that Owen was going to do that kind of jump up, fall down instead of just the usual like kind of fall back slow motion pile driver. So that's how the that's at least from what I can gather, uh, you know, from from just watching the film and kind of hearing it because nobody wants to blame anybody else. Of for, course, you not. know what it, I mean? And of course, nobody not. wants to nope. blame Owen Hart because, you know, God forbid, Owen Hart, you know, ended up like, you know, a couple of years later, he's dead. So, right. You know, uh, but and, and everybody loved Owen. So it, I just I have I just. I have a hard time thinking that it's some sort of malicious thing that Owen did when everybody says that I just kind of roll my eyes, but, but it looks, it looks to me and from hearing Austin talk about it 
on a couple of different occasions that he, he there was a miscommunication between what type of pile driver Owen was going to do, and Austin set himself up and tucked his head for one type. Owen did another type, and he ended up being dropped, and that's how he got the 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 neck injury. So. Aye, aye, aye. Well, it wasn't even a neck injury. It was actually, it it was his back, his spinal cord. It was a spinal cord injury. It it was actually like in the middle of his, of of his, of his back. So like, like number eight disc or something. Yeah. Cause he talked about it in the, uh, um, what was it? The, the biography that they did where he's like, I don't, you know, he's like, everybody assumes I have neck pain. He's like, it's not neck pain at all. It's, it's nerve damage because my spinal cord got pinched. So he's, he's, he's lucky. He, he's lucky. It wasn't any worse. And he was lucky. He was able to uh, continue on with his career. Wow. What a, what a tangent to get off on off of. Well, that's, that's why you're the doctor, Dr. B.O.B. So yeah, I have a, I, I have a phrase that I wanted to say. I don't know if it's uh, a good segue, okay. but you remember the phrase behind every uh, good man yeah. is, a, is a, a good woman. Yeah. Wanted to throw that out there. Yep, that's. I mean, it's, my, it's my, pretty true. My beautiful wife Jessica, the the lovely Mrs. Me so much this week, the lovely Mrs. Blowout. Thank you so much. We're uh, we're always we're happy we're happy to have the blowout man, uh, and we're happy that uh, Mrs. Blowout takes such good care of the blowout man. This is a great day today, uh, Warriors. This is the. Uh, this is Mr. Jim Cornette's birthday today. I think he's it 60 today. Happy 60th birthday to the one and only Jim Cornette. Uh, Happy we, birthday uh, to Jim Cornette. Where the heck was Big Bubble Rogers on that catch? <laughs> right, right. Where the heck was Big Bubble Rogers on that catch? And he, he blew blew out both of his uh, both of his legs. I have floating cartilage still on both of my knees. You could hear it if I were to get up right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, uh, well, happy birthday to Jim Cornette. And that leads us into a great way to, uh, plug everything and wrap up the show. Um, again, we will, should be back a uh, new episode, another new episode of back to the rings. Uh, we will hop in the, uh, TARDIS that's T A R D I S time <laughs> and relative dimension in space. Uh, we will hop in the TARDIS and we will head back to 1983 for Starcade, a flare for the gold. Um, and of course, th- I love that one. Uh, it has uh, the commentators Bob Cottle and Gordon Sully. Go- Gordon Sully, especially, is one of my all-time favorite wrestling commentators. I just I love to listen to that man. He just such a great voice, uh, and, um, so smooth in 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 everything he does. Um, so we'll be I like doing... it when they, I like it when they uh, I like it when they compliment each other, but yet they don't have something to say for a little while, mm-hmm. and they have to actually uh, fill in some time. Yep. And it's funny because they do it so smoothly. They're just like, "Well, looks like we're going to have to talk about just how um, much uh, how much is on the line here for this next match." Yep. And then they talk about the family and they they relate it to his 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 family that's in the ring. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so they're. They do a really good job. Um, so, and that's just—it's it, a fantastic pay-per-view, top to bottom. But those three main events are just, uh, just, just great. And so we'll we'll cover all of Starcade 1983. Um, 
on Tuesday, and then we'll be back on Friday for a um, uh, NXT UK, and we might do another pay per view. I might just we might just do a regular NXT UK show and just kind of bullshit about what's going on with the regular wrestling world. Maybe do a little bit of a preview for uh, Extreme Rules because that should be coming up next. That's next weekend, isn't it? Extreme Rules. Hey, I think it's in. I think it's. It was three weeks away last week, so that means this week it's two weeks away. I think. Yeah, so it'll be not this weekend, but the weekend after. So yeah, that'll uh, that that should be good. And then uh, and then we'll get back into the into the flow of things after that. Um, you can find the podcast at Back to the Ring on Twitter. Of course, you can find us on uh, wherever you're listening to us now. Currently, uh, please like and subscribe. You can go back. We have a. Uh, um, we should have a library of past episodes if you want to listen to those. The Bobby Eaton tribute episode and uh, the best and worst of WrestleMania are some of our best. Uh, you can find Blowout Man at Ohana Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, you can Don't forget to listen to The Blowout at uh, Putting You Over on YouTube. That's youtube.com backslash putting you over and then look for The Blowoff. Um, anything else I'm missing out on here, Blowout? Oh, man, to take a step back for a second. You're talking to the NWA heavyweight champion of the world, Harley Race right now, the king. And next week... Harley, Harley Race. Harley, I, I got to ask you, uh, what do, do you have any particular um, uh, strategy as to uh, how to go about defending your title against such a hot up-and-comer in Ric Flair. Well, there is a hot up-and-comer. And this next Friday, it's going to be your neck, Ric Flair. It's going to be my ball game all day long. And the elimination of Ric Flair. So be ready, Ric Flair, because next week, these two gentlemen sitting with me right here and Dr. B.O.B., they know your neck better than you do. And they told me where your key spots are that I'm going to key up on. And next week, you are going to be in a cage with the NWA champion of the world, Harley Race. <laughs> you better be ready. I love it. I love it. Oh, um, so, yeah, there you go. Next week, uh, Starcade 1983 for the gold. Um, that has been, uh, that has been the show for today and in honor of the one and only Jim Cornette 60th birthday, I will sign off the way he likes to sign off. This has been back to the ring. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Aloha, warriors. God bless you. Bye, baby. I love you. Aloha, Brett.